podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to your post-match raw. I almost screwed up the intro there because it's been a while. <laughs> we are here back for the League Cup games, and that's why I'm hosting instead of one of my guests, Trev. How are you doing, Trev? And spoke at you in a little while. It's, it has been a while, sir. You've been off uh, busily working with uh, young Hendrik there and all the World Cup acolytes. Doing uh, Trojan work on a regular basis, whilst I've been skiving by comparison. Uh, I need to be a transfer expert, but it's great to be back talking about proper football, even if it is not necessarily defeat. I suppose I can thank uh, you. We can thank both myself and Agent Henrik here for the fact that we have lost the game, which you are hosting uh, in a cup. That's very true. That's very true. This has yeah. never happened on my other lads' watch, but. It means I get more time days off, so I don't care. Uh, I did <laughs> I did my job last year. I've got my medal somewhere in the house. Um, and we also have, as, as Trev mentioned, Dave with us, who also took the Qatar money with me. Um, that's why I haven't spoke to Trev in a little while. How are you doing, Dave? I'm good, yeah. Pockets full of that nice Qatari money. And, uh, you know, back for this shit. Yes. <laughs> 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 Uh, to start off with that shit, we'll get through our starting 11s. And, and Dave, I'll, I'll start with you on the Man City team, because I think you obviously went through the teams on two-footed and um, daily read a little bit, and you thought maybe they'd go slightly weaker, because a lot of mm. that may have been in the um, in the World Cup. But it would have been great if Belgium weren't shit, because <laughs> De Bruyne wouldn't have played. Which probably decided the game overall, but their team was probably stronger than you first thought, I imagine. It was. It was a bit stronger. I didn't expect that we'd see um, quite as strong a defence. I'm not really sure how it is that Laporte and Ake went as far as they did in the World Cup and were fine to start. And our lads went the same distance in the World Cup weren't fine to start, especially considering we had lads that didn't really play much in the World Cup. Sitting on the bench, Nathan Aki was part of the same Dutch team as Virgil, played the same as Virgil, you'd imagine ran more than Virgil. Uh, he's fine to play and Virgil's on holiday. So I'm not really sure what's going on with our group of players. Um, they seem to have been given a, additional time off. Trent obviously wasn't part of the squad tonight either. That's a little bit of a concern. Well, he's just come off his own holiday in Qatar, to be fair. So yeah, exactly. I mean, he's had his to holiday. <laughs> time to get back to work, like. Yeah. Um, and you know, you saw Fabinho once he came on in the second half. He looked sharp. He looked bright. He looked aggressive. He looked more like Fabinho. Uh, he had a bit more burst to his game. Made a couple of really good challenges. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure how it is that we ended up with such a weakened group. I mean, that is 
as a starting eleven, far from ideal. And when you looked at the respective benches, uh, you began to realise it was going to be a pretty long night. They had basically everybody, and we had practically nobody. Yeah, it wasn't a pretty sight. We'll go. We'll go through it as the as the um, subs and stuff happen. But just to list off the City team before I get into the Liverpool team with Trev. Uh, Ortega in goal, who was their backup, he replaced Stefan and, and, and Co, who went out on loan. Uh, Lewis at right back, but I think that flexed into a back three at times. Um, Akanji, Laporte, Aki, De Bruyne, Rodri, Gundogan, which is basically their first choice midfield, apart from maybe Silva, can rotate in with any of them. Um, then Mares, Haaland, and Palmer. Palmer's literally the only one, and Lewis, and um, yeah, Lewis, obviously, who. Um, aren't really regulars there, but they've been regular parts of the of the um, cup team, and Palmer's been about for a few years now. So yeah, quite a strong team from them. And and Trev, just to go through our team, Kelleher, who always gets the League Cup game, so as expected, plus Allison's not back yet. Milner at right back in 2022 is never a good sign. Matip at centre back, good sign because I think he was injured obviously before we went off for Qatar money. Gomez at centre back is becoming a bigger issue every time he plays at centre-back, which we'll come on to. Robertson, Thiago, Basetic, Elliot, Carvalho, Nunes, Salah. Um, Trev, yeah, I mean... I mean, firstly, how arsed are you by this game? Because it's, it's a tough one with, with the League Cup. I think some people think of it as more of a nuisance more than anything. But, Trev, Trev how, do you, how do you see the League Cup games? Now look, guy from me, the the League Cup. I, I, it's, uh, I heard Dave talk today on his show about uh, you know why not give it a lash uh, and have a go at it, especially if we're going to be coming up against a comparatively weakened city. As it turns out, we didn't really, and as it turns out, we were a lot weaker than we thought we would be. Um, so I'm not, I can't cry many tears about this tonight at all. It's been a decent run out for some lads. Um, I used an expression talking to Dave Davis on the transfer show during the week, and it just kind of came into my head, and it seems quite apt. I, I we're we're a couple of games um, against Real Madrid away from a potential for this season being holes completely beneath the waterline um, in a very serious way, and it's, it's that's not to be pessimistic, but you know, unless there is recruitment we will have no Luis Diaz in the time when we really need him. And it's going to be very, very tough to get through this next period. Um, we do need Darwin Nunes to be hitting the back of the net with chances like he had this evening. We do need several other things to go in our way. So <laughs> this competition, if we are struggling, serve any real purpose? I don't know that it does. I don't know that this season feels like a season where we really need to be blooding in the youngsters because everything is going so freaking swimmingly. So for me, uh, concentrate on getting that top four and concentrate on the Champions League. It's really one of those seasons for me where I'm quite happy to fuck off the domestic cups. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm kind of with you there. It's, it's a shame that we don't defend our title, but yeah priorities but on the team itself Trev it's a bit mixed but I mean we'll definitely come back to Joe Gomez at centre-back but seeing Milner at right back in 2022 Calvin Ramsey does he exist who knows at this stage Basetic at defensive midfield I think everyone agrees that we want to see more of Basetic especially in his promising cameos but Fabinho's on the bench didn't play at the World Cup 
Henderson's on the bench played a bit at the World Cup, or quite, quite a lot towards the end of the World Cup, I should say. So if you're using rustiness as an example, you've kind of got two senior players on the opposite end of rustiness. So I don't really get the justification of playing an 18-year-old in defensive midfield against the best attacking midfielder in the world. So it was just a bit of a mixed bag of the team, I think. Yeah, very strange uh, group, including substitutes. You go with that comparatively strong front line. You're left with a situation as well, Guy, where... Did you read the quote from Kloppo about Bobby being injured two days ahead of the game? Am I, am I, did I miss I saw he. I saw he was injured. I didn't, I didn't see the quote, though. Yeah, something about he was injured two days before the game. Okay, so kept that quiet. I was assuming Bobby was going to start. Now I'm wondering what the, what the hell's wrong with Bobby too. Um, and that's a, a worry. The trend thing is beyond me. I don't get it. I, I don't understand. It literally makes no sense. Get that kid in. Let him play in this game and be our creative outlet and show uh, that clown box of an English manager what he was missing. Ridiculous situation. Um I, I, I'm, I'm annoyed about that, actually, unless there's another reason. And if he's fucking injured as well, actually, I'd be I'm so annoyed. I don't want to know. Um, the team itself, I look, Jimmy Miller got done all ends up by that Palmer lad on a couple of occasions in the early goings. And I was just, I was just wincing. It was like, oh, God, I'd love him. Just he, how can Jimmy Miller deal with a pacey young lad? That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, and when you've got the comparatively untried and, um, not many hours together, uh, partnership in the middle. I, I I was happy enough with with Matip. I think he did all right, and I was happy enough to see what he'd do with Joe. But it's just the midfield between that back line, which is obviously compromised, uh, and that mar- marooned-looking sort of forward line, which has a, a whiff of strength about it. It's just not right. It's uh, Thiago sitting in that deeper deeper role. Um, he was doing bits, and we can see him doing bits all the way through the game. We'll get on to that. But you always knew how it was going to go. He was going to have to keep showing for the ball, keep trying to do what he and Fab do together. And you're going to have two kids there who might well get a bit lost in the game, and they did, uh, especially in the defensive sequence. And it's just a little bit worrying. I mean, we saw the cameos of of of, of Oxley chamberlain was like semi-encouraging when he came in. As you said, Calvin Ramsey, surely this is a great chance for him instead of a, a, the veteran that is Milner. Um, Nat Phillips on our bench. Nabi get on, got a couple of minutes. I, I guess I'm just going to look at the positives from here on in because I find myself getting a bit mopey already. I'm going to look at positive things. And if I stop looking it's at Christmas things, we'll... the time. You're, you're right. a guest today, Trev. You don't have to be false, but you can call people cunts. You can call them bricks. Well, That's I what feel you do when you're a guest on this podcast. It's only when you're a host that you have to keep a balanced view. Well, I genuinely do feel like absolutely bollocking everybody out of it. I'm, I'm kind of furious about that. It was like I've been having a nice time now. I'm to deal with football, and this yeah. is what I come back to. This fucking shit. Like, I mean, this shit selection, this shit squad that we put out, and 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 just the what I really don't like is the. Complete radio silence. Oh, yeah, Bobby's not av- available. Uh, Trent, who's Trent? What are you on about? Those kind of things just bug the shit out of me. I never want to lose to these fuckers ever, lads. Mm. Ever. And we didn't have to. And we had enough about us to 
come back against them twice and we should have done it three times taking the penalties let Cuevin take centre stage and get through and just laugh at them and that's what we should be doing and it's a little bit of a sickener I just, I, I don't, I just don't like losing to Pep Guardiola because I if pre- pretty much if we 3-0 Trev I wouldn't mind but the fact that they weren't they best. weren't very good Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must have fan threads? Well Over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to AnfieldIndex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Like, no, that'd be well, well, obviously, obviously, you didn't listen to um, uh, the esteemed um, commentary uh, uh, section who are uh, doing the Sky coverage because they thought City were the best team by a mile. By a mile, lad. And I was just, I have no idea. I watched on whatever channel, whatever American channel, maybe it's like NBC or something, (laughs) has Shaka Hislop and whoever, and Craig Burley, whoever has them, that's the feed I watched it on. And they thought, they made out that City were incredible as well. When City scored their first goal, uh, they were just they just stopped short of getting out the tissues and Lou, but waxing lyrical about how City had been brilliant, played phenomenal football for ten minutes. And then at halftime, Craig Burley said that City battered us in the first fifteen to twenty minutes and could have been three up before Haaland's goal. Of course, Haaland scored on ten minutes, and none of that actually happened. They had one half decent chance before his goal. They weren't good. They had a couple of good moments. They created a couple of half-decent chances, but so did we. Darwin missed three really good chances. Three of them. Like, it wasn't this one-sided affair that they've made it out to me, and that's what annoys me. When when he gets that many good chances, we should be getting a result. And, you know, we'll talk more about him. We'll talk about each of the players individually. But, like... I'm sorry, there's no excuse for James Milner playing in any position at this point. None at all. This is this is failure by Jurgen Klopp to properly manage his squad. And Ramsey is sitting on the bench. And if he's not fit enough to play, get him off the bench. Why is he there? He's not fit enough to come on when your right back goes off. And you're bringing on a centre-back and changing things around. Now, Gomez had to come out of the middle because he he'd been awful. And Nat, to his credit, was good until the third goal. But that's a nonsense. Basetic, I'm sorry, the kid is years away, years away from being ready to play any kind of a role for a team that has real ambition to win things. And Harvey Elliott, as I've said before, Klopp can try it all he wants. He is not a midfielder. And playing him there is not going to make him a midfielder. And they can hide behind injuries and they can lie about injuries and sickness and whatever else is going on. But there's no excuse for that team selection today. And some of the performances, like there should have been two or three of them hauled off in the first half. 
We saw Deschamps do it in the World Cup final. Klopp should have been pulling lads off in the first half there. Gomez, sit down. Milner. Like, Cole Palmer's not even quick. Like, he's not even someone with a burst of pace. He's got decent pace. But he's not lightning. He jogged past James Milner. <laughs> jogged past him. And Milner was standing Boom. there, like, as if to say, what am I meant to do here? I can't keep up with him. And nobody was coming across to help. And I felt bad for Milner because he is 37 in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And he's way, way past his <laughs> best. And he's, he's at this point, he's past being useful. And Klopp has put him out there on an island to get roasted. And nobody's gone out to help. Nobody's well, he got, gone to help. He got turned into a pretzel by Palmer several times. Mm. And this is the problem because the, the lad who's nominally ahead of him to help him um, is not a good defensive footballer um the other the other two younger fellas who are midfield who's who who are nominally there to help him and actually uh, figuratively and literally there to help him are not good defensive uh players um you've only got tiago who could possibly sweep across joe was having a nightmare uh at at center half yeah and matip was having to cheat across to to cover for joe that's the point he, he couldn't reach across to cover for milner like it's yeah. absolutely appalling that I, I'd love to know what goes on on the training ground. Has nobody worked with Joe Gomez on his positioning, his anticipation, his focus? Well, you heard you heard what goes on the training ground. I heard you quoting it today. I was reading the same story myself earlier on. It was so amazing that Pep and Jurgen were wandering off talking about these new kids we have. Oh, wanking over kids like Jesus. They're, 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 <laughs> our new signings, Trev. New signings, Fred, yeah, great sixteen-year-old. Also, great. Dave, Dave, phrasing. <laughs> no, I know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! I had a lovely week being a little messy fanboy. Now it's all gone to shit. <laughs> Hate that man. Uh, bad times. Bad times. Oh, Christ, right. We'll get into some other chances and stuff. But, yeah, the game starts off. City should be up within 30 seconds. Haaland misses. Well, he should probably just chip the keeper, but kind of fucks it into the crowd somehow. Um, I think Kelleher slips, basically. But then, 30 seconds later after that, Darwin should at least force a save or something. But he, he gets tackled by Laporte, I think it was. Uh, Palmer misses, in, misses a tap-in. Um from a Haaland chance of in the commentator said Haaland might have put too much on it. Who cares at this point? Um, De Bruyne miss, misses a chance, then it ends up being 1-0 one, one to City. Haaland latches onto a, a De Bruyne across and Gomez uh, just completely loses the most dangerous striker in the world at the moment somehow. Um, Dave, I'll, I'll stick with you. I think there's two things to bring up here. I mean, do you want to start with Gomez or do you want to start with De Bruyne? Let's start with De Bruyne because even though he's not our player, it, it is at least a, a positive thing to talk about how good that is. Do you think that. he's happy to be away from Belgium? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he's happy to be away from Robert. Imagine being managed by by uh, Pep Guardiola and then going to meet up with your national team and there's Roberto Martinez as if someone's ordered Pep off wish and slapped him in the dugout for you. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then you've got Thibaut Courtois who nicked his missus. Like, that must be a really fun dressing room to be in. Um, you've got the forward players sitting at one end, 
the defenders sit at the other end. None of them like each other. And they're all just bickering about which group is collectively older than the other. And he's just sat in the middle thinking, this is shit. Get me home. Uh, yeah, he, he's definitely got early international retirement written all over him. Oh, uh, God. But no, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say, Dave, De Bruyne was the difference between the two teams, ultimately. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a sensational footballer. He's the best attacking midfielder in the world, as you highlighted earlier. And he he just makes it look oh so easy. Like, it, it, it's it's absolutely incredible how simple he makes the game look. He can play any pass. He can beat a man with a dribble. He's got pace. He's got power. He's obviously got a great shot, and he can do everything off both feet, which is which is quite remarkable. Um, the only thing missing for him was a goal, and if it wasn't for brilliant positioning by Fabinho, he would have gotten that goal in the second half. Um, yeah, he he's just he he's the difference as he, as he has been multiple times in games against them. Yeah, he's just a pain in the ass at this stage. I think he just really is. He's too good. Um, Trev, I'll I'll bring you in on the negative one. Um, Joe Gomez, like twenty nineteen, eighteen, he was seen as almost on level with Van Dyke at times, especially in the start of the twenty eighteen nineteen season, if I remember correctly. I know he's had injuries and stuff like that, but he has forgotten how to football. It's kind of hard to argue that. I mean, just, uh, on one thing, I, I think Dave mentioned it earlier on, just on the game as a whole, those opening 10 minutes are interesting because they did belong to City. But in the first minute, you had the Haaland opportunity where he, he did that weird scoop shot where he should have found the back of the net. But then Darwin was tr- through on about one minute. And so you could see, okay, it could be one of those games. It ended up being one of those games. But the 10 minutes we're talking about here... Yeah, there was that um, second ha- uh, Haaland um, ball into Palmer, terrible miss by him. And then uh, Laporte plays it out to Palmer. He pulls it back for De Bruyne, a bad miss, a fluffed opportunity by De Bruyne. But the goal when it comes, um, to be fair, we're, we're going to be talking a lot about De Bruyne. But this is probably one of his most by the numbers. It, it's just basically using his left foot to scoop mm. it into the box. It's not... It's not it's not a classic De Bruyne-shaped cross. It's not one of those ones we saw far too many of today. It's just him using his left peg to swing it over. Now, I'm sorry, but if you watch the build-up, you can see that Joe Gomez can see clearly that Haaland's yeah. inside him. Mm-hmm. He, he glances across, he can see him. Now, at that stage, you do one of two things. If you're going to stand there, well, then you decide, well, I guess maybe I'll go to the ball now or something and try and help this guy so the cross doesn't come over. Or, no, I know, I'll stand literally in no man's land, which any underage coach will tell you. He'd be shouting at you from the sidelines, you're nowhere, you're yeah. nowhere. So you stay with the attacker, you match his run, or you do something fucking useful. You don't stand there in the middle of the way because you're literally, as I said, I've, I've had it shouted at me from sidelines when I was learning the game myself. And I, t- you, 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 your expression's spot on. What is he doing, guy? He's, it's like he's unlearned the basics. And to get done like that with a lad, a fucking... Big Drongo coming in behind you like that, just throwing his foot at it. Um, what does, it, does it go in off the base of his boot at one I stage? Think or so, yeah. 
peel or something. Mm. It's like that's sorry, that's an improvisational volley, and you just let him absolutely climb all over you and get and take advantage of you and make you look like a mug. And it's 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 embarrassing for the kid. I feel bad for him. I do genuinely. The thing is, as that ball comes off De Bruyne's foot, like you said, Trev, he's not doing anything clever with it. He's just putting it in the six yard box. All he's doing is putting it in there and saying to Haaland, just go and attack it. Just go and attack that ball. All Gomez has to do is read the flight of that ball off Haaland's foot, off De Bruyne's foot, and realise that he needs to go and attack that ball. And by doing so, he will take away the opportunity for the fella who's behind him when the cross is played to come all the way round him and meet the ball. And he does, and he just stands there. He just stands and watches the ball come towards him. I assume he thinks Haaland is still behind him. But, you know, I I would imagine when Erling Haaland runs, the ground probably shakes a little bit. You, you mm. know everything. Like, you have to know where he is. The fella casts a massive shadow. Like, you don't have to be looking around too much. A, a quick glance and he will fill most of your view. You have to know he's there. You have to know the flight of that ball. And you need to put two and two together and realise that, you need to go and get that ball and clear it in whatever way you can. You cannot allow him to cut round you because it's over at that point. There's nothing, there's absolutely nothing Kelleher can do. There's nothing anybody else can do. You have that responsibility. You have isolated one-on-one with that fella. You are between him and the ball. The ball is not going over your head, which means it's in front of you, which means you need to go and fucking win that ball. And he doesn't do anything. And what's really frustrating is he went up against the same fella only a couple of months ago and he put in a performance and we went on Raw afterwards and we were like, Joe Gomez might might be almost back. Joe mm. Gomez might be putting himself in a position to stake a claim in this team. And then he does this and you're like, not, not a chance. At this point, Nat Phillips is preferable to him. Because Nat has his flaws and he has his limitations. But by Jesus, he wouldn't have allowed that ball to hang in the air like that. He would have gone and smashed that ball into the sand. Yeah. It is really good. Yeah. I mean, what do we do with Gomez? Is he just now the backup right back? And then what do you do with Calvin Phillips? Um, or, or Calvin uh, Ramsey? Like He doesn't exist anyway. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe you just say to Joe, look, it's right back or nothing. And you look to move him on in the summer. The problem is that other teams are also watching these games and they'll realise that something's not right. Now, that injury does, does take a long time to come back, but what we saw tonight is not... And what we've seen this season, it's not down to Joe's injuries. It's, it's down to It's a lack of concentration. Yeah. It really is a lack of concentration and a lack of aggression. And those are concerning because if we're selling Joe Gomez as a right-back, he's not nearly as valuable as he is if we're selling him as a centre-back. No, no, not even like Bournemouth five years ago would be fall for that one, I don't think. Um, yeah, it's a real concern with Gomez because he's very likeable, but Christ, it's irredeemable at the minute um, with his performances. But we'll move on. Um, Darwin may not know the offside rule, question mark. Maybe we'll return to that. Um, he does play it very tight, but I think he hit the post off an offside one. He was, he was offside anyway. But... Trev, I've saved a Joel Matip adventure for you. 1-1. One, one. Yes. Joel Matip and... goes on one. 
Um, it's a lovely pass to Milner, pass to uh, Fab, and then Carvalho taps it in. Yeah. I mean, and there's a couple of things in the lead up to that that I just want to mention as well. First of all is that Haaland goal. That's the, the Kurgan. That's the Kurgan's 24th goal of the season. Um, we should probably just acknowledge that because that's a bananas figure at this stage. Um, and it was straight after that that poor old Miller was on his hole um, looking up at Palmer in a pretzel shape. And that Darwin chance, I want to mention that as well because that actually makes it four um, to add to Dave's three that he misses where he's not onside or, or offside. Um, he should have put that away too, right? So this is, it, that's a concern right there. Um, and I think we saw Carvalho getting absolutely schooled and mugged by De Bruyne on the 17th minute as Carvalho was trying to carry the ball out of the fence. He just got made to look like a child, which by comparison with De Bruyne, of course he is. However, within a minute, two minutes of that, as you say, Joel forces the issue over on the right-hand side. He goes on one of his little adventures, and it's a lovely through ball to Jimmy Miller, who does very well with his square ball to Carvalho. And the comparatively effortless first first time finish where he basically passes it into the corner of the net um you know ball coming across him from right to left and he just helps it on its way into the far corner i mean that's cool headed stuff and this is obviously like dave said earlier on where this kid can be helpful for us that's obviously the kind of area where harvey um elliot can be helpful for us as well and that's where they should be confined to because i don't want to see i don't have to look at fabio carvalho coming out of defense in key games because we've decided to play him when there was a more senior option available i want to see him coming on in games until he gets his confidence and doing things like this because look we can't be we can't be liverpool football club and be in a situation where we've got that stupid chit-chat being reported about how Ben Doak is like a new fucking signing and how, how Carvalho is like uh, uh, is, uh, amazing. It's like three new signings. You know, Basetich, yeah, three. It's like three new Literally fuck off with that. There are children that we give moments to. I don't want to hear about how Liverpool have to cut their cloth anymore. And it's why this window is looming very large for me. And I'm going to be doing an awful lot of crying about it. And I don't care who hears me. If you know what I mean, I'm absolutely sick. Back teeth of it. Don't want to hear the poor narrative anymore. Fuck off with that. If lads can't play, like if Calvin Ramsey isn't capable of playing, if he's not good enough to play today instead of James Milner, like what's wrong? Why is he there? Like Dave said early on, why is he there? Like we we need to do things about this. We need to address. I don't care if it's short termism, because fourth place is not a given, and therefore our ability to track these magic players who are definitely coming to us in the summer in inverted commas goes down a huge huge notch if we don't get fourth or third or whatever. Something needs doing now and. In that little cameo where you saw Fabio Carvalho go from being exposed as a comparative child by a senior footballer to doing something great, which he can do when given the opportunity and should be given the opportunity to do at the end of games and when we're up and all the rest of it. 
That's where the issue lies there. We can't rely on these kids. Yes, they're brilliant. Yes, they have moments. Basitich can hit a pass like nobody else. Ben Doak looks like he's going to be a wonderful player. Should he be featuring near the first team at all? Nah. Should Fabio Carvalho? No, not starting. So that needs fixing, Guy. Well, you look at you look at Cole Palmer for them, for instance. He is probably fourth choice winger, if that. He looks further ahead in his development than our young lads. He's probably a lot lower in in their respective squad than than Fab is and ours. Um, and, and they've well, Mares is probably their backup on both sides, and he costs sixty million. It's I know we have stronger squad options in certain areas, but in in terms of attack, I know we're missing people through injury and stuff like that. But even in our youngsters. Apart from Trent, who was the last youngster that came through? City sold youth options for 20 mil this summer. I think we can't do that. We've not done that since Bournemouth figured out that money doesn't grow on trees. (laughs) Cole Cole Palmer for City's first team has less than a thousand minutes in his career, right? He will be 21 in May. Compare that to Harvey Elliott. He's played more minutes than that this season, and Harvey will only turn 20. So we're playing Harvey more, but you're right about Palmer. He looks further ahead in his development because physically he's well ahead in his development. You look at City in the summer and they sell uh, Lavia, they sell Gavin Basunu, they sell the fullback to Southampton as well. That those three brought in something in the rate region of about forty million. They sold a couple of other young players, brought in another fifteen to twenty million. Like City's Academy is now getting to the point where it's going to start A producing more talent for the first team, but also B funding purchases for the first team. Uh it's been mentioned here in the summer we sold Nico and and Wilson. But neither of them ever made any impact on the first team. And we don't produce players at the same level that they produce them. Like, Wilson and and Nico Williams probably wouldn't have made it past under-18 level at City. Like, they're just doing things at a higher level than we're doing them. And you have to wonder how it is their youth recruitment is so much better than ours. Like, Harry Wilson's also, what, 24, 25? It's not like he's a kid anymore. We just sent him in on loan forever. But, you know, you, you look at our, our lads tonight, the young players in our team, and they look like kids. Basetic looked like a kid. Carvalho looked like a kid. Elliot looks like a kid. They have Lewis at right back. The kid's a little tank. And uh, Palmer on the left wing. And he's a monster. Physically pu- pushing James Milner around, able to beat him easily. Like, it's just... It's a, they, there's an interesting thing. There's an interesting thing there. Uh, I, I'm sure you can both see it. Um, just popped up in the chat. You know, and the question is, do City produce them or do they spend more on them? And the, I guess the answer to that is it doesn't matter. Um, you're, what you're doing is you're using this part of your club to build up uh, what will be at least, at very least, really saleable assets um, and at best contri- contributors to your first team squad. And they're they're just doing it better than us, and that's 
That well, well, also- both Lewis and Palmer are both Manchester kids, and they came into City as you know eight and nine year olds. Um, but but you know what I mean, Rick. Regardless, I believe they paid three hundred and fifty grand for Gavin Basunu when they bought him, and they sold him for something around forty million. They brought in Lavia as a child. They nicked him out of, I think, the Anderlecht Academy. Um, I think they paid about a million quid for him, and they sold him for the better part of 20 million in the summer after only two years at the club. I mean, whatever whatever way they're getting them to the club, they're getting them much, much better than we're getting them. Like, Ben yeah. Doak really does look a talent. Basetich looks a talent, but Basetich looks a couple of years away from being able to contribute. We spent like we didn't get Harvey Elliott for free. We spent five million on him. We spent five million rising on Carvalho as well. Like we're spending money to bring in these young players. But Harvey, I'm sorry, the the kids he's not a midfielder. And he's not ready to play for a team of our caliber at the level we want to play at. The same thing goes for Carvalho. They can contribute. And like Trev said, you could be bringing them on in, in late game situations and they can make contributions. But they're not ready to start. And, you know, I know it's the cup tonight. And if, the, if you're going to start them, you would start them in the cup. But let's not pretend that these two lads, Elliot and Carvalho, haven't been playing regularly for our first team in the league this season. That's not right. Like, Cole Palmer probably won't see more than five or eight minutes a Premier League game this season unless City have the league wrapped up and Pepper wants to reward him. The same thing will go for Lewis. Unless there's a massive glut of injuries, they won't play. But Carvalho was playing when we had everybody fit. So was Harvey. That's the difference. Hello. I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of of the Premier League and we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on eplindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast which is every day at 4 p.m. Monday through Friday covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week and then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable, there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter, at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's a real it's a real debate. It might be one I'd think of a pod if there's ever a gap in football ever again, but that's probably not happening till the summer. Um, but we'll get back to the game, because I know you have about 10 minutes left, Dave. I know you want to be off at 11. Um, where were we? Uh, I think Haaland misses a chance just after our goalie misses a header. I think uh, Gomez misses a header and then Haaland wasn't really expecting it. But that could have been another goal. Uh, Basetic's lovely pass. I think you mentioned that one there, Trev. Uh, Dave, I don't know if you'll appreciate this or kind of be annoyed by it. Rodri starting on a 12-year-old and then not getting booked. And then obviously the handbags with Fabinho later on. And Fabinho got booked for getting pushed to the floor. Yeah, and Ilkay Gundogan, who did the pushing, didn't even have a word. Said, "Now I do, I do think Fabinho sold the push quite a bit. 
Oh, it was it was more of a little nudge. Um, Rodri starting on kids is is just it's fantastic. It's the type of bastardry that you can really get on board with. Um, he, he had a very easy night in midfield. Fab gave him you know a couple of kicks when he came on, but like the problem we had tonight was we weren't getting close to their midfield. Like as Trev mentioned, we had we had a, a good strong attack out. You know we've got Mo, we've got Darwin, their first choice players. The defense. Joel is first choice. Robbo's first choice. Gomez has been first choice in the past. So you'd look at it on paper and say it's pretty strong. You knew the midfield was going to be an issue, but it was so far beyond an issue in that first half. I mean, City were were strolling around. De Bruyne had the freedom of the pitch. Gundogan was just picking little pockets of space, and Harvey Elliott was completely lost. I don't know where he was. Gone looking for him. Basic just doesn't have the physical strength or the the experience to do the things. Like, you can tell he's got good instincts and he knows where he should be. But, you know, when he got booked in that first half and he's running and he's got a full fistful of Cole Palmer's shirt, mm. like, that's a concern to me that you need to do that. Like, Cole Palmer shouldn't be able to run away from you. And that's a little bit of a concern. If you can't keep pace with, with him... How are you going to keep pace with someone like a De Bruyne if they turn on the Jets going through midfield? Or perish the thought Jude Bellingham ends up somewhere else and we end up facing them and you have to try and track him running. You're just going to be nowhere close. So, you know, these are things that he can work on. I don't know if he can get much quicker, but he can certainly get a lot stronger. Um, yeah, he, he's got the the instincts. He just doesn't have the... the the, the, the asp- What's the word I'm looking for? Attributes, the attributes to play that role uh, at a senior level yet. Yeah, it, it, I, I think everyone wants to see more of him, as I say, but not against Man City when they've got De Bruyne, Rodri and fucking Gundogan in midfield. Um, we'll finish up with the first half, because as I say, you need to be off on your way, Dave, but uh, I'll do a quick summary. Uh, da, da, da. Another chance for City, great work from De Bruyne um, to Gundogan, a good save by Kelleher. Uh, De Bruyne plays another sensational cross. Um, a, a good summary of our season so far. James Milner off, Nat Phillips on. Good stuff. Um, Nunes spoons another chance after a nice run. Nat does a great tackle, to be fair to him. Darwin misses another chance, a good whipped-in ball from Robbo. I think that was a wide free kick. Um, Trev, a couple things here. Uh, we'll start off with Darwin, because he's more interesting. He's very dangerous, but he's very uh, inconsistent in front of goal, let's say. Yeah, well, <clears throat> here's the thing, Guy, and, and the, yeah, you, you know I'm very fond of this kid and I really, really want him to do well. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not in the crowd that's just going to defend him blindly and say he's only a child and, and, and let him develop uh, because we need him to be good now. And I'm also not of the idiot class that's going to harangue him but I will say that that finishing tonight is not nowhere near good enough because the absolute the chance you're talking about 41 minutes that's he, he had three of those identified efforts uh, pulling shots across the face of goal and not just narrowly wide he did hit the post with his with, with one early on but they're considerably wide considering he has time to control mm-hmm. the shot and he he he, he needs to be at least getting those things on target. Um, um, and the one that finishes the half <laughs> on 46 minutes, he's actually on the other side. 
low, narrowly wide. It's a decent Robo free kick, um, but it's the same. It's the same direction of the shot. It's with the inside of his foot across the face of goal and across and wide of the far post again. And that was probably know, the easiest one, I think, as well. Yeah, it, it it it's sticking in my craw a bit, and I, 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 it, it, it's a worry to me because, like I say, it feels like if anything is going to be rescued from this season, we need lads to start doing the things that they do. And you look at our senior players tonight, I think Mo mentioned earlier on there in the chat, you know, there's not many, many good ones. Even like someone like Robbo didn't have a great night. Um, you could look at the senior players and say, who did okay? Well, I guess Mo got on the score sheet and he was very he quiet other than his goal though. yeah did he do enough apart from that you know look look at our it was I, I thought Fab did well when he came on Thiago was okay but like again he was literally working on his own there was two two kids either side of him who, who have no concept of, of, of how to, to hold shape and, and defend and put in a tackle and do the kind of stuff the shielding work that needs doing so look it's a worry. Darwin's a worry. Darwin will continue to be a worry until he's scoring goals on a regular basis <laughs> when we really, really need him to do it. Uh, and I know that's a tough assessment. I know I'm wanting too much too soon and I don't give a shit because that's the reality of our situation, Guy. Well, that's the thing. You come back, you, you mentioned the goal tally for the free cup front for them. Um, I have no doubt Darwin could, maybe not to that level because he's a human after all and he, the other bloke's a robot. But he can score a lot of goals for us, and he just needs to finish relatively easy chances for some of his quality. But um, uh, the, anyway, the other thing I wanted to mention, Trev, was Milner's injury. Now, we have complained on this podcast about him playing as a right-back, but that's another midfielder gone. Now, I don't think anyone wants, none of us want to see him in midfield, but with how our midfield is, he's still a midfield option. Um, so we're down another yeah, Absolutely, and he he can do he can do a job when he's playing in one of one of the more attacking roles in it for twenty minutes at the end. He can come on and do a, a simple job for twenty minutes at full back. He's just not a starter anymore, and really, we don't want to be relying on him off the bench either. But as you say, another kick in the face in terms of being weakened. Let's see what this Bobby thing is. Uh, again, the questions around Trent. It's it's just it's starting to feel a little bit of a. A, a, a wild one but I know you want to get to the second half which kind of between what is it like the first 15-20 yeah. minutes is where all the action <laughs> happened you know yeah but anyway we'll get on to the second half hopefully Milner's not too badly injured um, yeah we make some subs Fab and Ox are on for Basetic and Carvalho bringing on some elder heads didn't work um, City scores straight away the midfield's a bit of a mess uh, Rodri has a nice pass Mares basically destroys Robertson um, Dave, I'll start with you, but I'll, I'll go on to our goal as well because they're basically tied together because we score straight after them. Um, bas- my note here is, what the fuck is going on? Ox, lovely pass to Darwin and a tap-in for more. But yeah, them, them two goals, I mean, it just seemed both teams were caught cold coming out of the second half. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't actually realised that Fabinho was on the pitch until after we scored. Um, I, I realised Ox was on straight away. Because you know when when they get their goal, he's one of the players trying to cover a big piece of grass to get back in to help out. Robbo unfortunately gets isolated two v one at the back post, and he chooses to mark the 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 attacker in front of him rather than Mares, who's on his blind side. When the ball is played to Mares, he tries to cover back, but because he's having to move, 
in one direction and when Mares cuts the other direction, just takes Rob out of the game. Nat can't get back across in time either. And it's a nicely taken goal. Uh, I think our goal is the goal of the night, if I'm being honest. I think it's a great ball from Ox down the wing. I think it's brilliant work from Darwin. And I think Darwin looks far more comfortable breaking in from that side than he does from the other side, which is where he was missing his chances from tonight. Yeah, miles more. Uh, Do you think that guy's been playing left wing? Oh, no, Bobby's uh, got limit options, obviously. I think he's just more comfortable that side. Um, When you look at a lot of his goals for Benfica and for Almeria before that, most of them, you know, if if he's running into the box with the ball, most of the goals come with him running in from that side. It's why I like the idea of us playing a front two with Mo as the right side of the front two and Darwin as the left. And in the second half, for spells, we did play a front two. When Ox came on, it looked kind of like we went to a midfield four with Ox left wing and Harvey pushing out more as a right winger and then Fabinho and Thiago as a double pivot. The shape went to shit once Henderson came on and started running around like a headless chicken. But that was obviously what he was instructed to do um, because the manager tells him what to do. So that's all he does. Um, I'm being facetious there if nobody's noticed. Um, yeah, it's it's just a really well, really well worked goal. Great ball by Ox. Good run by Darwin. Very very clever to play that ball for Mo. And I don't think Mo fully expected it because it seemed like Mo had to quite quickly readjust his feet and just you know deflects the ball into the net. It's a good goal. And at that point, you kind of feel like right, this this might be something. Then we might actually have a chance here, and then it all goes to shit again. Yeah, we bring on Henderson for Elliot, um, and I, I, I forgot to note down the times here, Trev, but I think 58 is for the goal. 50, 56 for Hendo coming on and 57 for the goal. Like Here's literally the- a minute. Out. And don't go, like b- before Dave leaves us, if he does have to leave us, we'll have to acknowledge that at least something feels normal now, doesn't it? Because we're going to end up talking about how the queer fellow was running around absolutely headless, not putting in tackles, not making any f- progressive passes and literally contributing this grand total of fuck all to the game. And it's no. it's a shame because I, I wanted, I really wanted him to come in, be buzzing off his World Cup exploits and, and, and be flying into stuff and really looking progressive and linking play and, you know, the best of Henderson, which we know when it's good, it can be very good. But it hasn't and been good in years, Trev. It hasn't been no, good. No, in no, years. no. It, ha- it hasn't been good for entire games or for successive uh, uh, fl- uh, fl- uh, runs of matches. But you can get little cameos of good bits out of them. And I just thought maybe we'd get one of them tonight. I'm not. I'm Dave. Dave. I'm like. I'm an optimistic kind of man in general, but I'm I'm not an idiot. You, we're never going to get a run like that from Jordan no. again. It's just not going but, to happen. But Jurgen's going to continually roll him out there. He's going to roll yeah. him out there like he rolls him out there tonight. Like the first, that goal, that third goal, he doesn't even bother closing down De Bruyne. He's the one that goes to defend the short corner and then doesn't go with the ball. Just Mark goes to the first man and then just stops. Well, actually, if you, if you look, yeah, he looks around to go like, hang on now, what's, what's going on? Who, who's going to cover De Bruyne? You are, fella. Yeah, you that's are. your job. Like, you're <laughs> you out there, you follow the ball. You follow the ball endlessly in areas where we don't want you following the ball. But when you're needed to follow the ball, you don't do it. And, of course, the ball comes in. And our lads have, have stepped out to play the offside 
but no one told Nat, and Nat drops, and unfortunately he's trying to jump as he's stepping backwards, and like you're not going to generate any sort of spring there, and it's a good finish by Nathan Aki, to be to be fair to him. I but, think to be uh, fair to that as well. I think to be fair to that as well. I think Laporte is actually fouling him. I think the, he's, he's got, there's a little nudge in his back for certain yeah. as he goes to jump. Plus, there's also three of them there. So, regardless of the fact that Nat has stepped back and played them on, why is he there on his own with three city players? Where's the rest of our team? Yeah, like the free header for Aki is ridiculous. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout we may need to sign defenders in January as well as midfielders the transfer kitty will uh, will be run ragged in January Uh, all zero of it Um, but we'll move on from that goal, uh, my next note is 10 minutes on because I forgot to make notes. Um, penalty on Ox, question mark. I, it'd be very soft, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, it, 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 it's, there's nothing really by way of expectation there, but I think strictly speaking it is because there's contact uh, and enough contact to change his his movements. Uh, he doesn't dive. Um your man isn't in contact with the ball. So I think there's enough there that you could like absolutely see it given. Um, we didn't get it. And if we're being perfectly honest, uh, just before that, you know, Big Cueve had to come out to Haaland's feet and Robbo has a wild half volley because Robbo can't shoot for shit. And how what, the hell... Why can't he shoot, Trev? Why can't he shoot? Why can't he shoot? Years like, I mean... Like our, if, our shooting drills are legendary. Yeah, but you saw like, his you saw his delivery from the free kick. It was outstanding. Yeah. His delivery from the free kick is fantastic, and we know what he can do with a cross. You know when he when he shapes them well. But for the love of God, he cannot get a shot on target. No. Like it's he's got it's, one of the best crossing techniques in the world, and one of the yeah. worst shooting techniques I've ever seen ever. Which is why, in the roughest and most like harsh way possible, when you're assessing Andy Robbo's career, yeah, he was there for some great times. He won everything with us. He's a class lad. Love him to bits. Be happy to see him stay with us and play that position for another couple of years. These are all givens. But the fact is, he's never, ever going to be in the great contention. No. He's never going to be in an all-time Liverpool eleven because that fucker can't shoot. And you have to be able to shoot as a modern football fullback. Yeah. It's, it's why I would, I've always said... 
like Robbo for me is is a is a top top player, but he's I think he's a level below world class because I don't think you can have a glaring weakness like that and be considered the complete world class player. Like and I know people say, oh, well, strikers have weaknesses, yada yada, but like that's such a glaring weakness. He can't shoot. He cannot shoot to say his technique when crossing is spectacular. And then he looks like a different person when he goes to shoot. And let's be honest, and guy to give you a segue to get back in, because I know you want to wrap this up. That goal goes in on 57 minutes for them. 57 minutes. And it's a long, long way till the end. Be, be, you know, David Coote, who I can't believe we haven't spoken about yet, because if ever a lad deserved a ref watch, it's David fucking Coote. But... There's a long time and it's just a little bit of an indictment that we ended up with so many senior players on the pitch in the end and couldn't fa- fashion a half-decent opportunity, really. Um, you know, something to really worry the keeper because we didn't. And that's that sticks in the craw a bit, I have to say. Yeah, it is a pain in the ass. I mean, it never felt like we were going to get the next goal as well. It's just a real dampener. Um, but there wasn't really too many more notes after the pen, uh, the Ox shout uh, for a penalty. I think Darwin had another shit, shit um, miss, of course. Um, handbags, as I mentioned with, with Dave earlier on. And then that Fabinho block. But there was never that moment where, other than maybe that Darwin chance, but what minute was that on? That was on the 71st minute in my notes. So... Yeah, it just, we never had another chance in the last 20 minutes of the game, according to my notes, so, yeah. Like, um, we, had, we had moments where Ox would drop into midfield, pick the ball up, and look to drive at them, and there'd only be Mo and Darwin making a movement for him, so City were able to block them, and you're, you're, he's looking for midfielders joining him, and there's no one doing it. So he's got to turn, he's got to play it back, and he plays it to Fab, and Fab knocks it to Henderson, and Henderson does that thing where it looks like he's frozen on as a glitch, and parts of his body are moving, and then he plays a sidewards pass to Joe Gomez, and then Gomez plays it to Matip, and Matip plays it back to Kelleher, and Kelleher flicks it out to Robbo, and it goes into Nabby, and across to... Fab and across to Henderson and he starts glitching again and it's the simple ball and it's just this like and then he's having tantrums at the goalkeeper for not lashing it long he's shouting at people for not making runs they're making runs you're not playing the ball Naby comes on he does fuck all I genuinely think he, I think he won one tackle and that was about the height of his thing the only thing the only of the subs who came on I thought Ox looked all right. And I thought Fab looked good. And I thought he had one he had one catch up tackle on Mares when Mares was running out of at our defence and Fab sort of turned on the Jets to get back to him. Yeah, classic and Fab. Thought, yeah, and I thought that's the Fabinho that we haven't seen all season. That little burst of pace when it's needed is right there. And he made a great tackle on Mares to take the ball off him. But you know, like there was just so many frustrating things. But he in also the, he, he also blocked De Bruyne's shot in eighty three minutes. That was eighty five. Brilliant position. Brilliant yeah, yeah. position. Shoot, back on the line. 
That that's encouraging. I thought the other encouraging thing was I did like Ox's little cameo. His outside yeah. the foot pass down the line, by the way, is absolutely gr- glorious. Brilliant, and he it's should be goal. the he's the best left wing option. If Diaz and Jota are not there, he's a much better option than playing a kid. 100%. And I thought Kelleher played well. I thought Big Kev, to his credit, made a really good save from Mar- from Gundogan, uh, a good save from Aki. I thought he made a decent save from Phil Foden. And he was quick off his line a couple of times. His kicking was decent. His handling was decent. He, he took crosses very, very well. I don't think you can really blame him for any of the goals. I, I, I think he had, despite conceding three, I thought Kelleher had another good performance and was just let down by what was in front of him. And, and I thought Nat as well, when Nat came on, the one really good tackle on, on Haaland, um, one is, one is aerials, uh, just that one for their third goal, not even the headed, headed part of it, but the fact that he drops and plays them on side is about doing any knock on him. But, you know, Matip was, was of the starters. Matip played well. Mo got a goal, but didn't look like he had much burst in his legs. Darwin missed a bunch of sitters. Thiago had moments and certainly looked a lot happier when he had Fabinho in midfield with him and not two children. But all of the, all things considered, it, it was a fairly poor performance all round from them lads. There's a couple that walk out with their heads held high, but a couple that need a good bollocking. But you have heard, Guy, I don't know, were you watching on Sky, were you? Unfortunately. Right, because the game that Dave just described is very different to what, like, Jamie Carragher, I don't know, did he get employed by anyone for the World Cup? I don't think he did, because he I think was... think he was too, to be fair to him. Okay, because he was shilling hard for the uh, for the Premier League and the standard of our Premier League clubs, and from minute one, he was going on, he was going on and on endlessly about how much, oh, it's back, football's back I mean this is such better it's much better football blah 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 and whereas there's something to that and the game was played at a high tempo and there was decent technique on display there was high pressing all those kind of things we associate with Liverpool and Manchester City there was tension there was decent atmosphere all of those things were there and up front and up centre but what we need to remember is that we also put in what what Dave's describing there as overall, despite the things, despite the fact we were doing those things and those elements of our game were there, there were a lot of ropey uh, performances in the mm-hmm. middle of that, and and that therefore constitutes nothing like a brilliant performance. And so City didn't have to be at their brilliant, brilliant best, which apparently Sky Sports thought they were. They needed one uh, player to turn up, and he did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To, to 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 inch passes without De Bruyne tonight. I'm sorry, they're toast, absolute toast. And and that would be if you know that's saying something because, like I said, we had a lot of subpar players despite the, the comparative energy levels in our in our performance. Well, put it this way: we scored two goals by making two goals. Like we <laughs> created two goals. You get the first one with Joel, brilliant, brilliant step forward, dummies the pass shifts the defenders, slips it into Milner. Milner doesn't take anything out of the ball, finds Carvalho, first-time finish. Ox, great ball, Darwin, great run, finds Mo, first-time finish. They didn't defend badly on our goals, but their first goal and their third goal are sorely down to our poor defending. Yeah. So, like, Carragher might say, oh, you know, football's back. Well, what's back? The shit defending aspect of the game, because... As much as I didn't think the World Cup was of a high standard, the standard of defending, especially in the late rounds, 
was excellent. And that's why the football was a lot more tense and there was less open play and less chances because the defending was really strong. And I'd, I'd like us to play more like the lads that played in the World Cup and not like the lads that played tonight. I'm going to jump off, lads, and I will talk to you both uh, for whatever game is on on the 28th or 29th, whenever that is. Take care. Thanks, folks. Yeah, it's a later, buddy. See you then. But we're basically at the end anyway, Trev. Is there anything? I mean, Dave mentioned Nabby existing. He didn't do any worse than the starters, but it's nice to know he's alive. Is that a positive? I mean, we will take that as consolation. I won't be quite as as, as harsh as, as in terms of dismissing his performance as, as nothing. I thought he did try to be progressive. Tried, yeah. and There was a little element of some strength, but at the same time, um, you, you would want it to be more impactful than it was um, from him. You'd want, like I said, all of our senior men, you'd want Andy Robble to have been more impactful with his contributions Ditto with Joe Gomez when he there was a time when Joe one a moment there in the second half where Joe got uh down the line and he was one v one with a defender and you just know what's gonna happen is a by the book cross which will be blocked for a corner because there's anything better than that unless he has mm-hmm. the pace advantage, which he really mostly won't. Um and so you know, and again we've gone through all the other lads and and, and they're their lack, like I mean, Mo tonight. I mean, overall, yeah, that's a that's a nicely taken goal, but it's a disappointing performance in terms of the overall contribution con- compared to the status of that guy and the and, and the ability he has. Darwin's Darwin's contribution overall is very disappointing because he's there to take those chances, at least one of those. So these are these are things you can talk up if you want to be high on your team, or you can talk about realistically which we do try to do here even though people will probably always have difference of opinion that's cool um but that's what we're here to do and 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 you know for for a wrap up for you guy i mean i find myself sneakily pleased and uh, that the amount of outings for this ravaged squad are going to be reduced because we're going to end up having to play guys who it looks like should not be in the first team squad and yet will. And so they would have to play these extra games anyway. <clears throat> I'm not making the, like if we won tonight, I'd be high on it, no doubt, because it would be a win over Manchester City. I hate losing to these. I really do, but I'm trying to console myself by saying, look, much and all, as you said earlier on, it would be nice to win this thing back to back. And it looked like there was an opportunity if we had gotten past these. Um, it, On a very practical uh, 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 bent from a very practical point of view we probably do a lot less games or as few games as possible um, hoping to maximise uh, the games that we play in a certain European competition yeah absolutely and I just remembered that we have to beat real fucking Madrid Chris <laughs> uh, I mean I think the thing to finish up on I, how do you feel now going into the important game against Villa I feel worse now. <laughs> well, well, if you if you look at the amount of senior men on the park at the end of that one, when we couldn't c- conjure up anything except one chance for Darwin, I mean that's not exciting. Um, is is Bobby Firmino a potential goal scorer going to be back involved? Is Trent Alexander Arnold potentially our most creative outlet going to be back involved? Because if they're not, what the hell does the team look like? You know, uh, obviously Virgil will be back in. Um, 
Ibu probably back in. Hopefully, we we might see the the, the two centre halves busted back to the bench and a very good um, outlet in in Joel to come on as third choice. That's where you want to be. There, you, you, you hopefully get Trent back and you have Robbo. Uh, you hopefully, even if it is the midfield starting, the the one to finish t- uh, or not the one to finish, but if it's if it's I'd, I'd t- have Naby with Thiago and, and um, Fab himself. You, you, which which you won't. It'll be it'll be it'll be Hendo and Thiago and Fab. And if you have even the three lads who start today, but hopefully maybe Bobby in there as well. I don't know. Um, you'd have to be optimistic because there's a lot of good players there, and they'd be playing the game from the start. But it was just so flat in that last part of the match that I mean, it's hard to be it's hard to be too excited about it. Um, and when we were doing most of our very, very best pressing, uh, ironically, it was in the early stage of the match. So I don't know, guy. I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly heartened by massive amounts of things there. But there are some good things to hang on to if you want to be an optimist um, with a view to that Villa game and trying to get back into some sort of a run in the Premier League. Because I mean, we, I don't know if people are thinking about this clearly enough you know how important it is and why there's all of a sudden more um need and pressure on this freaking transfer window than people seem to be talking about it's not about jude freaking bellingham it's about is this season going to die on its arse in front of us and are we going to let it um and what will be the consequence are we willing to take that risk and have a champions league free season what does that mean for the Klopp project of which there are limited years remaining. It's, I think, personally, a shit show if that happens. Uh, and I, I think it's absolutely not something that we should countenance. Um, and it's something we should do everything in our power as a club to make sure it does not happen. And maybe that seems extreme to you or a little bit throwing toys out of the pram, but you know what I'm going to say to you, man? I don't really care because that's... That's how it is. I don't see any other reality in that. Am, am I talking nonsense? There's a reason my name's Operation Finish Eighth on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I well, do not. I do not enjoy Thursdays. This pod's been well. The match was well. It was fun, but it was shit ultimately. So I'm not having more of this on Thursdays. But you, you walk me through that. What does it look? What does next season look like? Because and start with the summer transfer window where we have nothing to offer. And I'm all with you. I, I don't want a bar of any of those other second tier European competitions. Literally, fuck that. So, operation finished eighth. If we can't get fourth or third, absolutely, I'm with you. But what does that season look like? What does what does Liverpool, the project, like I said, the redevelopment look like? Do we just do we just hope that people will say, oh, well, I can see what you're building here, Jurgen Klopp. There's a second team about to be built here and I want to be part of it because obviously we'll step straight back into the Champions League. We might even win the Premier League this year. Is, is, is that realistic? Second, no, there isn't a second team. We, well, there we've isn't. Got, we've, Where are the footballers? You know? We've got a big gap between all our lads who broke through under Klopp first time, added a bit of sprinkling of Thiago and stuff like that. Then who's in their prime? Naby Curtis gone, Ox is gone. They're all made of Pringles anyway. Then what have we got? Curtis Jones can't stay fit at all. Um, and then it's 18-year-olds. Not Apart from maybe the forward line where we've got Diaz, um, Nunes and, and Jota. Other than Ibu and Trent, 
there's not really a team there because I, I wouldn't say Jota could start every week like Moore can or something like that. Midfield's an old mess at the minute. So if we don't get Champions League and we don't address it in January, next summer's going to be fucking hellish. You and you and uh, Dave Davis are going to be podding every other fucking day about any other link. Liverpool have been linked with all these championship players. What do you think about this, Dave? Oh, fuck, that'll I, be fun. I know, man, and it's it's but but you know it's it's starting to look like you said it. Where's the players for this next evolution of Liverpool? It looks like we really do need to have a lot of new faces, and there might be more clear out needed. And this talk, fanciful talk about you know the young lads as new signings, that can get in the bin because if this next evolution of of Liverpool under Klopp is going to happen. We need the fucking recruits, guy. So they need to get their their fingers out of wherever they got them lodged and get get lads in and over the line. Um, we can't have another Quebec and Davies fucking oh, January Christ. <laughs> No, mm-hmm. no. Let's not bring anyone in and just do a big cry rather than yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think either of them contributed anyway. So it was fucking oh. pointless. Oh, on that cheery note, we'll finish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I might just call it Quebec and Davis. Um, on that cheery though, every, anything to plug, Trev, before we finish? Uh, yeah, myself and Dave have a, a transfer pod out just yesterday, I think it went out. And um, myself and Jan will be back um, probably whatever the next Thursday is. It'll be post-Christmas, but we'll be back in our regular slot then. And I want to say thanks to you for covering for myself and Dave, the Irish lads who who can't work on a Stevens day or their family will kill them uh, and I'll be back in situ and, 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 and trying to get you off the hook from uh, that match for all the rest of the rows of the season hopefully there'll be Manny and Manny wins hopefully so but anyway I'm on holiday in April so football can get fucked by then but <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho that has been post-match raw we're out the league cup football's back yay question mark Thank you for listening. Goodbye. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.